Welcome to your best bets. Uh, Monday night, Memorial Day. Uh, kind of catching up from a last week when we could not get a show done due to a variety of issues, mostly on my front. Uh, so we're back this week uh, to talk about a slew of things, local golf. Uh, Sam Burns winning again, and we'll preview the Memorial this week. Uh, we're Yours truly, your boy, will be on the grounds uh, giving the full update uh, for next week's pod, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Join me after a week off. Zach and Johnny are here. Johnny, how are we? Good, good. We uh, uh, didn't get to enjoy the weather this weekend. Worked uh, worked all weekend and everything, but uh, got the next several days off. So gonna gonna play some golf first, and then uh, enjoy this uh, great golf event that uh, I'm very jealous of you uh, going to get to experience here this weekend. Right. Uh, Zach Fitzgerald is here. Uh, one member of the panel that lost $10 to me yesterday. Uh, that is correct. Uh, I did lose $10 to you, uh, as well as incurring a nasty sunburn. So, uh, it was a great day though. Uh, first time Phil and I have gotten to play together and, uh, we had a great time. We played with Ryan Walsh and, uh, Phil's brother, Tim. Uh, got out early at seven in the morning at Riverbend, which to me is about as perfect as you can get. Golf course as beautiful as you can imagine in the morning and didn't get too hot on us and got through the round real quick. So it was really, really enjoyable. It was. It was good to finally connect on the golf course. And uh, <laughs> I said it would help help the podcast in some way, us being able to see each other's games and uh, just some some good natured ribbing uh, can mm-hmm. can commence from from that round for sure. Uh, I want to go back for uh, to start with a couple weeks. You know, last week we had intended to talk about uh, the Hall of Fame uh, championship at Coyote Creek a couple weeks ago now. Uh, uh, our man Johnny played really, really well. Finished runner-up to Rory Ransberg. Um, Johnny just kind of—I mean—a great run of events here, winning the Three Rivers event and then runner-up uh, there at the, the Golf Association event. So, uh, tell us, tell us what went well for you, and uh, proved to be a pretty tough weekend. It seemed like as far as scoring. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, it it is, and that golf course is pretty tough. Um, it seems when the wind blows at that golf course, you never get a lot of downwind or straight into the wind shots. There's a lot of times there's a, there's a crosswind and the greens are, are kind of rolly and, and some of them are crowned enough that it, it's real tough to get good angles into these holes. And then if you leave yourself short-sighted, the, the greens can get pretty firm and make it pretty tough. So yeah, I, I wasn't that surprised that the scores were a little bit high. Um, I was, I played early that Saturday and what was funny, well, I'm not sure if that was funny, but, uh, uh, I think Zach was in the first group and I was a few groups behind him. We finished the first hole and then suddenly it got really, really dark. Like I had my regular glasses on and we put it out on one and it looked like I had was wearing my sunglasses and it was like something's wrong here. And then they blow the horn. It's like, okay, well, we got we could run back from the first hole there. Look at the radar. And I was like, okay, it's gonna be here in about 10 minutes or something like that. So, you know, we, we go kind of walking fast back. And by the time we got to the back to the tee box, it pissed rain on us for a good 20, 25, 30 minutes straight. Um, luckily the the golf course kind of almost needed the rain. I mean, it wasn't, Mm -hmm. it wasn't that wet to begin with and it wasn't like rock hard, but it took the rain really, really well. Um, the golf course was in good shape otherwise. So we got out there and that was a little bit humid with a little bit of a breeze and it kicked up during the day. And I think that kind of had the scores a little bit higher there. And, uh, um, you know, and then we had, you know, pretty windy conditions the next day. And I figured being a few shots back that, if I just played a solid round, I could move up to somewhere within that top five, maybe get lucky and have a chance to win. Um, 
Rory Ransberg, the guy who won's a, a really good player, and he's a really good win player and a good putter. So it would have had to take a, a bad round of golf from him to to contend because I think I ended up uh, uh, being six back at second place. So it was a good finish nonetheless. Um, it's fun to play that golf course because it's it's not that easy, and especially when you get a little bit of a breeze. But it really it's challenging. I mean, you got to hit your irons good, and you got to hit good putts because the putts are the, gr- the greens are really grainy. So you've got to you got to kind of focus in on that. And you know, two good scores, and I, I'm pretty happy with it considering uh, early in the week I didn't feel uh, feel that good about the game to start. Yeah, sounds like you obviously played your way into the weekend, and as the weekend went along, you uh, started to feel things out pretty well. And uh, runner-up finish is, uh, yeah, that's that's very impressive. Awful win, so good for you. Good job. Um, and, and Zach, I did not mean to disrespect you. You, of course, were in the field, your home tournament. Um, no one respects Zach Fitzgerald more than me. Um, Zach, uh, I know you didn't play the way you wanted to play, but um, what did you think of the course compared to how it normally would play, at least for the tournament? Uh, I thought it was good. The rough was really, really thick. Um, Johnny said the first day I went off first. Uh, I think I hit my tee shot on four and the horn blew. So it was probably about the green at two that we noticed what Johnny noticed where it was, it was pretty much black as night uh, off to the west and it rolled in pretty quick. Um, yeah, not, not the results I wanted, but you know, I, I watched Jordan Dawes shoot 67 that first day, uh, shoot like 31 or 32 on the front. So that was pretty incredible to watch. Um, and yeah, like Johnny said, I mean, Rory is just so solid. So if he gets a lead out there, he's kind of like Tiger was, you know, back in the day where it's just, it's hard to catch him. So, but you know, kind of what Johnny does is, you know, if he doesn't put himself in the lead or second or third place in a tournament, he, he always seems to find a way to backdoor a fifth or or a top five or something like that in every tournament. So one of the more consistent players that that's in the city, undoubtedly. So, but yeah, uh, conditions wise, um, yeah, I mean, I thought that the greens were good for being aerated like two weeks prior to that, uh, a little bumpy at times, but. I played today. I thought that they were rolling really, really well today. Um, the fairways were nice today. Um, it's just that course, you know, I think that they had rain uh, maybe for seven out of the previous 10 days, at least a little bit. And that course doesn't necessarily hold water all that well. Um, so a couple of mud balls in the rough and you hit it there, but I guess you need to be in the fairway. So, but I thought it was good. Uh, of course, like Johnny said, that if you hit it a little bit offline, you know, it can be problems. If you hit it in the fairway, uh, you can really score. I did. Um, I did. I did smile and laugh a little bit when Johnny said fun course to play, because I immediately thought of our conversation yesterday, mm-hmm. Zach, it was like the, around the 14th, 15th hole when we were going deep into the discussion of local Fort Wayne golf courses and how they mm-hmm. rank. And uh, I, I, I may have said some words about coyote and I, I won't disclose them because I think we created a future podcast episode uh, for mm-hmm. sure that we'll, we'll have to get into the weeds on, on each of our rankings and, and why and so forth. Um, and speaking of local courses though, we got the little city coming up this week. Um, I, I know, I know Zach, your game's not exactly where you want it to be. We were talking about yesterday when we were on the course, but you are the champion and that's uh, it's nothing to sneeze about. So obviously it's a course you feel comfortable on McMillan park. Um, mm-hmm. Johnny, I know you've had success there as well. Um, I've basically grew up and learned to play the game at McMillan park with my dad. Um, so it's a course that I, I, and Zach and I were talking about yesterday that it's, it's really fascinating. It's a fascinating case study, McMillan park in the little city that no matter what you think the, 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 the winning score is going to be, it's usually around even par, um, this little short par 65, um, golf course just kind of kind of delivers the greens are usually in good shape i haven't played the course in a couple of years so i can't really speak to what the course looks like these days or, or how the greens are rolling but um zach's in the field johnny are you not playing is that correct i i am going to i'm announcing on this podcast that i will be in the field at the little city championship here of 2022 the drop right there nice nice um well, we'll we'll definitely be talking about this next week, and uh, we'll see how you guys fare. But 
Uh, yeah, we're starting to ramp up into the middle of summer, and we've got this event. We've got the event at Chestnut in a couple weeks on the association, and then the um, event at Brookwood at the end of the month. Uh, so busy June uh, on the Fort Wayne Golf Association. Um, sort of take center stage. Three Rivers is off, I think, until July. Uh, there's an event there at Riverbend um, for the Three Rivers Tour at that point. Um, so, yeah, for the next few weeks, we'll be talking about the, the Fort Wayne Golf Association. Um, and uh, all the tournaments and uh, see what, see how we, uh, the three of us perform when I actually do a show up and play a tournament. Um, guys, the Charles Schwab challenge. Um, I, I feel like I've, I feel like I, in part, I created Sam Burns. I feel like I created this persona now of him being a four time tour winner, top 10 player in the world. Um, I, I, and I'm going to talk about it in a second, but I think massively underrated uh, at this point, he's kind of in the shadow of Scotty Scheffler because of what Scheffler's done. But uh, a lot of their, uh, um, a lot of their numbers kind of rival each other, except Scheffler's superior performance in majors compared to Sam Burns. But uh, what a wonky tournament uh, yesterday, especially how it unfolded on the back nine. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. And I've been watching golf for 30 plus years uh johnny your thoughts on how that back nine went down yeah that was that was pretty wild and you know the the greens were were real firm and and the rough was just enough of a length and just fluffy enough to where it created a lot of spin issues with the dry with the guys when they're hitting their their iron shots you know when you get those tuck pins you've got to play angles especially at these uh these old school golf courses where they can, you know, they get firm, they can tuck pins because what happens is, is these old golf courses, when they, when they play for years and years and years and they hit bunker shots, the sand builds up and creates these additional slopes and you could really tuck some pins. Um, Riviera is a good example of that uh, colonial because that, that's, that's the same thing, but it was like, you know, we're used to seeing a guy, making a bunch of birdies and, you know, shooting 68 or 67 or lower to win an event. And really all of them were just kind of hanging out for dear life. And, and there were what, eight, nine, 10 guys that probably had a chance to win. And the two guys that got in the playoff had, I probably the least chance out of all of them there. Um, I was watching it. Uh, I know you were watching as well. And we saw Sam Burns there um, shoot, uh, you know, shoot a great score there, that 65, um, that last day there, you know, he kind of just snuck up the board out in 31 and it was like, okay, you know, maybe he can post a number, but you still think with as good as, as Scotty Scheffler was playing, he had to get to double digits under par there. And, and obviously that he didn't there, but, uh, you know, it was just, it was, it was just weird. They all had chances and it's so hard to get the ball close and, and guys weren't making putts. And I mean, if you look, if you think about it, I mean, Davis Riley was the guy who probably should have won that event, him or Harold Varner, um, Varner just, you know, the wheels just absolutely fell off, unfortunately. And Davis Riley, I mean, he was, he was looking like he was going to win. I was trying to figure out a way I could live bet him. Um, you know, when he got to a point there, when he was 10 under par and it just, it just didn't happen. I know, I know you were big on him because you picked him as one of your best bets, you know, you had to be feeling pretty good at, you know, when that back nine started or close to when it did. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did think, uh, Davis Riley lost this tournament. I think it was his to win. He was got to 11 under and he was the first of five or six guys that just lost it that, um, you know, missed a short par putt and then, uh, hit it OB the next hole. And that was, that was basically all she wrote. Um, Another great performance by him, though. As someone, one of these young guys that's really been trending the last months, and I, someone that I think we should keep paying attention to. Uh, yeah, we had we had Scott Stallings, we had we had Zach's guy Brendan Todd. You show up how he does every once in a while and tries to beat the number one player in the world head to head, even though he's hitting it like two two seventy five off the tee. I mean, Zach and I were hitting it past him at our round at Riverbend yesterday. Um, it was just, it was really weird. And and for Scotty Scheffler to have his, his first round where he hasn't made a birdie since the 2019 U S open. Uh, I wouldn't have believed it. Um, still almost one, even when he's making all his par putts down the stretch to get in the playoff. But uh, Zach, does this, I mean, is it Scheffler running out of gas or it's just one of those days where things just 
don't go the way you think they're going to on the golf course. I, w- I wouldn't be unhappy with his week. I mean, obviously you want to win, but he's won four times already. So, I mean, even to be there, I think that you and I were talking when we were playing that, uh, that, you know, the first two rounds, I didn't really see much of anything. And then all of a sudden he's ending at the second end of the second round again. And it's like, well, here's Scheffler again. I'm going to have to eat crow again on the, the show. So not terribly unhappy that Sam Burns came back. I like Burns. I remember when he came out as a rookie. I don't remember if it was three or four years ago, but he was kind of one of the rising stars that people were talking about that they thought would have success. And, you know, it kind of seems like with a lot of these new players that if they don't have success within the first four or five tournaments they have, then, you know, they're failures. So, you know, it's nice to see him come back and have that success. And isn't it nice to see in the last two tournaments that the, the winner has come back from seven down in the final round? That's I wonder if that's ever happened two weeks in a row where somebody comes back from that distance. That's pretty unreal. I have the answer for you. And yes, it, it's the 20, uh, 2012 okay. season. It happened in back-to-back weeks. Um, uh, my guy, Kyle Stanley, uh, won one okay. of those weeks. And I think Snedeker won the other week, the, the week prior to that. Um, but yeah, hugely unlikely that that's, that's going to happen very often. Um, uh, and this was just a confluence of all these things happening, the wind and the, Johnny mentioned the firm greens and um, a bunch of guys just couldn't find, <laughs> I mean, they just couldn't find the club face and combination of things. Harold Varner um, sitting on the 12th tee tied for the lead and he ends up nine shots out of the playoff. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that was insane. No one falls off the face of the earth like HV3 does. And I, I hate it. I really hate it. <laughs> but it's again, what's one, from a betting perspective, it's why you can never have faith in him to actually win a tournament because he gags on himself every time he's in the mix on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go back to Burns real quick and Scheffler, um, I mean, this really fascinated me. Scheffler was the 12th guy on the Ryder Cup team last fall, and Burns was probably number 13. And they've won seven times uh, in, in uh, this season since the, you know, the season started in September, seven times for. The first guy in, or the last guy in the Ryder Cup team, and then the first guy out. Um, uh, and we, you know, we could just go to the Ryder Cup, and we got Zal Torres and Cam Young and Davis Riley, and I mean, in Europe, they're losing all their guys to live golf, and you know, they got the Hogard twins coming up. I mean, that's really all they got. Um, so this, that from from that perspective, I mean, the young talent on tour is incredible. But I think Sam Burns has been overshadowed, though. Um, four wins in his last 28 starts is pretty incredible. And uh, a lot of those situations where he didn't win, he was in the final group or top five to, to start the final round. And he, he's just put himself in that situation quite a bit the last year to 18 months, Johnny. Yeah, he just needs to keep doing what he's doing and he's not going to be one of those overshadowed guys anymore. And I, I think the next step, and we've talked about it before. I think the last time that he won, we talked about the next step would be to contend in a major championship and hasn't really had that yet. But, you know, that's what these guys do is they just got to learn, learn how to play golf courses. You know, they got to learn to be uncomfortable in the moment. They've got to, you know, they got to learn to play with that kind of pressure and, and, and they'll get there. And, and he's too talented not to, you know, he, you know, we always talk about Max Homa and Max Homa, it was a guy who's won a few times, never really contended in the major he uh, um, he had an early like co lead at the the PGA at Southern Hills and ended up I think backdooring a top twenty top twenty five something like that. So yeah. you know you look at Sam Burns is probably under that same type of thing. You know, good college player. Um, you know, took a little bit to kind of find his way, um, and then finally once he uh, you know he kind of blew the top off and now he's won like you said four events in the last twenty eight that he's played in. It's just. Now we got to take that to the U.S. Open or the Open Championship, and you know get get that to where he's uh, you know starting to contend, and you know it's it's a learning process, and and that's uh, um, you know that's where I'm thinking he's going to go. I think that's where all three of us actually probably would estimate that's where we'll see him is 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 good enough to win a major championship. But you know you did mention the Ryder Cup, you know him being basically the 13th guy. You know we talked about all that. Uh, there are certain certain people out there. Um, who thought that Kevin Kisner, because he because he won an event late in the season, right? You know, thought that he could he should have been on the team there, and it's like 
imagine, I mean, I know hindsight's 2020. You can, you know, you look six months later at what's going on here, but you know, these guys are so good right now. And, and I mean, they could feel the team, you know, 28, 29 years old and younger, you know, not even any 30 year olds on this Ryder cup team. And they could, they could beat the pants off the best in the world team, you know, of 12 guys of Europe and, and Asia and South Africa and everything like that. So, you know, it's, it's really exciting if, if you're into that Ryder cup thing, because, you know, we're probably entering a, a, an era of hopefully of, you know, you know, dominance really, I mean, with, with all these young guys coming up and it'd be fun to see these guys compete for those top 12 spots because I, I think that, you know, American golf is in such good hands right now. I think, um, Zach, I'm interested in your take. I know we like, uh, that th- all three of us like to do the, uh, you know, how many wins is this guy going to have? How many majors, but the ceiling or the future on Burns, I, I, I think at one point I called him DJ light, uh, as far as comparison, a, a player comp to a, a star right now. Um, I think his game is is tailor made for the the modern game. Um, he hits it long, and he has these weeks where he puts unbelievably, and he contends. I I see I see a scenario where he could win twenty times on tour. He's already got four. He's at age of twenty five. What do you think? Is that is that saying too much about him or no? Uh, anything's possible. I don't. I, I guess if you told me over under on nineteen wins with him, I would take the under. But. Sure. I do think that uh, I do think he's he's more than capable of of winning a major, and I do think that you know he he very I, I guess if you know you put the over under on one major or 0.5 majors, I would I would take the over. So um, I think that you know we and I thought about this after we did the major championship thing. We I, I give away a lot of majors, and uh, you do. And I, I give away a lot of majors and there's not that many to go around. And, and I guess it would be hypocritical of me to say that I think he will win more times than a guy like Morikawa or I don't feel that way. Right. So I do think he has a great game. I enjoy watching him play. I think you and I kind of had got into the conversation that I get enthralled with people that have pretty swings. So an issue that, that I have with, Scheffler, I guess, is that he doesn't look in any way pretty out there doing it, but it, it works. Um, you know, I've always just been like an Adam Scott fan or a Louis Eustazen fan or, you know, the beautiful golf swings. And I think Burns has a great golf swing. So for me, I watch a swing and I think that, you know, not a lot can go wrong with it. It's it's pretty nice. So, yeah, I think he could be very successful. Johnny, it's like that. It's like that that episode in Moneyball where they're all sitting around and they talk about how the guy has a, a good looking girlfriend or he passes the eye test. And Billy Bean's like, "What are you guys talking about?" And they're talking about all this old school philosophy that if he looks good, then he has confidence and he's capable. So I guess maybe I think that if somebody has a nice golf swing, then <laughs> then they're going to be more capable, and that's obviously not the case. You're a big fan of Ustazen and Adam Scott, and they they just don't win. And but you've also you've also made made it known you really like Scheffler, and he there's nothing technically beautiful about what he does. So Johnny, as we're walking off the tenth tee at Riverbend yesterday, we get deep into the Zalatoris and why he doesn't like him, and you know he just doesn't like his golf swing. Number one, I okay, I don't. I, I'm 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 there. I understand that, but. What? I am like, okay, it's not, it's not beautiful. I guess it's not like Davis Riley. Uh, but this guy is, this guy is on the verge of winning and winning a lot. Uh, so we did, we did the Zalatoris, uh, mm-hmm. argument in person yesterday, which was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I like his golf swing. I like the, the no wasted movement, you know, how he just kind of loads it and goes, you know, there's really no room for it to, to, to have errors, you know, and everything. So, I mean, I like it there. I, you know, I'm, I, you know, when we talk about the U S open next week um, or no two weeks or a couple weeks from now, um, you know, he, I've already bet him to, to win. I mean, I think this guy, I think this guy has, I think whatever he's got um, not only the physical golf game, but I liked what I heard after uh, um, after Southern Hills there, what he said, you know, to, to, 
to uh, um, um, whoever he was talking to in the interview right after. I like him. Yeah. Love his golf game. Love his physical makeup, and then the, the mental thing. That that the putting stuff. I know that scares a lot of people, but I think he, I think he knows what I think he knows what he's doing with that. I, I think he does because he made some, he made some the, great putts there. The, the putt on the seventy second hole showed me something uh, yeah. to, to basically get in the playoff. And, and then you look at you know you look at those little even those little ones where he's got that little hitch and stuff like that. Mm. I get that. That is terrifying to look at, <laughs> but. I mean, he's got it locked to his, he's got the putter locked to his arm. I, I think that, I mean, that might cost him, you know, uh, a U.S. Open or something like that, but I don't know. I'm, I'm all in on I agree. I don't, I think there's nothing not to like about him in majors where it seems like he elevates his game and the tougher the situation, the tougher the setup, he excels. I mean, his major record is incredible already. It's very Scheffler-like, actually. It's better than Scheffler's, the, the first few starts. Um, and see, I, th- I think he keeps putting himself in a position It's going to happen. And Brookline seems to be a great setup for what he does well. Um, sorry, Zach, I wasn't trying to throw you under the bus, but I, I wanted to share some of the conversations we had yesterday. And uh, we, we, we did go down to the Zalatoris path, which I figured we would. Um, any other takeaways from Colonial for, for either one of you? Spieth's still just doing Spieth stuff where he top five in driving, terrible with his irons, top five around the green, terrible with the putter. It's just like one week it's something with Spieth where he's uh, he's just he's just maddening and frustrating to watch, but also wildly entertaining. Yeah, I, I, I did want to mention that and I want to mention him specifically. Um, I'm I'm not gonna I'm going to, I'm going to probably fade him for the time being. That putter is just, it is terrifying and he can miss, he can miss from anywhere. Like, you know, you look at Zalatoris looked uncomfortable, but made a lot of putts in the, in the PGA. Jordan Spieth is the opposite. I mean, that guy can have a tap in and, and I don't feel good about it. I mean, he could just kind of, you know, he could just swipe at it and from a foot and you just don't know. And, and I've, I've made him, I made my best bet. I liked him at the PGA. I thought, you know what? He just is one good week away from, from, uh, um, you know, contending and putting. Well, I, I think you got to stay away from him because a guy with a cold putter, just as like John Rahm has, has cooled down, you know, a lot since, uh, since his putting woes. Um, I think Jordan's in that same thing. So that is one takeaway I, I wanted there. This this last week and this week are, are good are going to be good uh, examples of look who plays well on these types of golf courses here. Old school golf courses like Brookline. So pay attention to last week's results. Pay attention to the, this week's results at Mirfield because Mirfield's going to be hard. Those these are going to be guys we're going to want to look at carrying that momentum of hard golf courses to the u.s open that's where we're going to make some money you know studying that stuff um yeah let's let's get into the memorial um as aforementioned i will be there uh i will be there friday through sunday Uh, i'm so excited i'm taking my uh my 10 year old and eight year old sons and i don't know how that's going to go at all uh my my 10 year old loves golf like no 10 year old i've seen he he watched the whole pga with me he watched the charles schwab challenge with me yesterday rooting against brendan todd uh so i feel like i did something right um but my my younger son i don't know how it's going to go for him because all he really knows about is scotty scheffler and he likes scotty scheffler so which is disappointing because he's not in the field this week but uh i'll be there and i can't wait um uh, elite field, one of the elite non-major events on the schedule, and the weather looks great, mid seventies, so not too hot. And uh, the weather, we've fought some weather issues in this event the last couple of years, um, so the weather looks great this week. And uh, elite golf course, and uh, yeah, it should be an awesome, awesome time. So I'll be happy to talk about the golf course and uh, kind of how it all went down next Monday. Um, this is this is really one of these courses where there's a lot of elements of Augusta in it, you know, kind of getting into it a little bit more. Except the difference is the the, the rough is so penal at this course compared mm-hmm. to Augusta National, obviously where there's very little rough. Um, uh, I remember back to the 2020 Memorial when Rom won, 
and it, it played like a U.S. Open, and uh, it was incredibly difficult if you missed a fairway, incredibly d- difficult to get up and down. Um, so I, I, you know, I, th- I think generally the fairways are, are wider here. Um, so it's definitely a second shot golf course, but it can play firm and fast where guys are going to miss a lot of greens. And then you're looking at the guys that can really get the ball up and down. That's why Tiger always did so well here. I think. Um, what do you guys think about this, about this course, this tournament, Zach? I have personally never been, but uh, a lot of uh, family and, and friends have been and said that it's a great time. So I really do hope to go. I, I hope you have a great time with your kids. That should be a really, really fun time. Um, course-wise, just from what I've watched on TV, it's a, it's a fun course. It kind of suits my eye. Uh, it does seem, like you said, to be a second-shot course. Uh, so, you know, guys like Morikawa, Cantlay, you know, some of those guys that they, you know, hit maybe not more cower recently hasn't really been hitting the ball that well, but you know, this could be a, a, a starter, but yeah, guys that hit the ball well in the second shot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, this is, this is one of my favorite uh, non-major events to watch. I mean, the golf course, like we've, we've already raved about, about is is visually pleasing i mean it's just it's manicured so nicely and the the shaping of the fairways to the shaping of the greens and the bunkering is just is just a work of art to me and this is um you know it's a classic nicholas course for those of you who've played sycamore hills here in fort wayne um it's very similar to that where sycamore is a right to left golf course um this is a traditional Nicholas golf course where there's a lot of left to right holes. So guys who hit, hit fades, right-handers who hit fades, um, because that's what Nicholas hit. So that's just kind of what he likes. And he was always a big fairway because he was long and a little crooked and loved, uh, um, loved approach shots and, and short game and using that kind of imagination. So it's going to be firm. Um, they redid the greens. I think they didn't, they rip them all up and, yeah. and, and I'm sure they're going to be just amazing, amazingly pure, but it normally plays really, really tough. They want it playing not, a U.S. Open quality, but or, or difficulty, but uh, close to it. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to find guys that that can hit it in these big fairways, but also good iron players and guys who get up and down because that rough is gonna be no joke. Um, like like uh, Zach said about the rough at, at at Coyote. I mean, we're in the same climate region as this golf course here they're going to have the rough thick and and it's going to be difficult and we got to find guys with good short games it seems like also you play this course well and you have a tendency to play it well the following years can't lay is one two of the last three we know there's the huge asterisk by by his name from last year when inevitably rom would have won and would have won back to back um not only would he have won he was on a historic uh performance as far as strokes gained uh, for one event um so rom can't lift uh, obviously a play well here morikawa has a nice history here he was runner-up to Cantley last year. He won the work day in 2020 when it was the week before the Memorial. Um, but a good history here as well for him. Um, Spieth has played okay here as far as other uh, you know names that we're looking at. But um, it's hard not to like Rom, and, and we'll talk about him right here off the top. He's he's the favorite to win at plus 800. Um, you know, it's just it's a golf course where again we we said. Uh, it, it favors guy that does everything pretty well, but really the, the things that at least statistically Rom does well, um, can, it favors him. And that's why he's, he's won here, played well here, plus 800 on DraftKings. I think I saw him in another book as, 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 as low as plus 1000. So you could grab him there. Um, I know we, the week in Mexico, we said that's one of the few times to take the favorite, take Rom. Zach, do you like Rom enough this week to just take, take the, the eat the plus 800 plus 900, whatever it is, and just run with it. I do not. Uh, I don't think that form recently has, has given any indication as to why you should take the odds, uh, that are given here. I think that, you know, there are people that equally have as good of a chance to win, uh, with significantly better odds. So when it goes to Rom, no, I, I won't be betting him this week. Same for you, Johnny. Well, I was, uh, I was thinking about that. 
and and because of last year, I think he's kind of in in he's going to kind of be in fu mode, and I, I think he's going to be pretty determined to win this event. He only he did win a few weeks ago in Mexico, so I know it was a wasn't the field that we're going to see this week here, but there there's something to that. What about this? Plus eight hundred is not a number that you want to get get on a uh, on a winner typically. You pair that with game one Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals, you can get plus 1362 odds on that. I mean, you immediately can make an additional, you know, 50 bucks there on a win. I mean, I like Golden State in game one. I love Golden State in game one. Pair it with that. Feel a little bit better about yourself if you like John Rahm. That is going to be on my card. I don't know if it's going to be a best bet. Might, might do it just for fun. Um, but, uh, um, I mean, is that, that's something that's, that's a Phil Miller special right there. It really? You is. know, and you probably find like the Yankees or something like that, just to that's add right. a, add, add another leg, just to make it a little bit more saucy there. But I mean, that, am I wrong to, to, to want to figure out a way to, you know, maximize his odds? I think it's a, it's a nice way to do it for sure. If you feel good about the, the Warriors, uh, winning, I mean, then, then plus thirteen hundred and above. Then you're talking like, okay, I can, I can stomach that. Um, plus eight hundred is really low, and and a field this good. I mean, twelve of the top fifteen players in the world are, are in this tournament, so it'd be tough to lay the eight. I like where you're going with that. You could even do like a method of first basket, like Steph Curry uh, hit, hitting a three or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, something like now that. We're talking. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding about that. I'm, I'm only raving because Zach, I hit a, I hit a method of first basket on the uh, game six uh, Friday night, uh, PJ Tucker to hit a three at plus 3,300. And that was stu- <laughs> stupid lucky. Um, but I was pretty excited. Uh, okay. So yeah, I, I would be with you on Rom on a parlay and just hope, hope to God it works out. Um, but, uh, if not, yeah, I'd pass on the number at plus 800 Cantley Rory, uh, they're at plus 1000 plus 1100. And that next mini group Cantley with the great history here, Rory, not, he has not one here, but he, I think, I think has an okay history. I don't really have any memories of Rory playing well here though. Um, Xander at plus 1600, Morikawa at 1800, Hovland, Lowry at 2000, Cam Smith, Jordan Spieth at 22, Fitzpatrick at 25, and Hideki at 28. Those are the guys under 3000. Um, let's talk about Morikawa. Um, I think Zach, you mentioned him about him, his, his play not being up to par. I think we were ever, everyone was a little disappointed with his performance at Southern Hills. He hasn't really done much. Even last week, he, I think he was in the, he made the cut, but he didn't do anything on the weekend. I looked into his numbers and his ball striking is just fine. He gained five strokes on approach last week, but he's losing three or four strokes in events uh, with the putter. Um, but how our Morikawa does this where he figures something out and he has these, these, you know, peak putting weeks where out of nowhere he'll gain four or five and a win. Is, is it not worth laying the, the plus 1800 on him here where approach play is desired and he's got a nice history? Zach? Uh, I, I like Morikawa here. Yeah. Um, I think Cantlay's odds are – well, I mean, I am always going to like Morikawa, so I will champion that horse for probably his entire career. But um, I think Cantlay – I like Cantlay as well. I just think that his odds are, are not good enough. Um, like you said, Rory, I think that I don't, I don't see any history of him doing anything uh, significant here. So again, odds too low, but Morikawa is about the the number that I start getting to where I think that, you know, if he wins, it, it can be worth it. Uh, the other guy that you said in that is I like Fitzpatrick. Um, I think Fitzpatrick's number is good. And I heard something, uh, you don't think Fitzpatrick's number is good? For what? To win? He's not going to win. Didn't you learn anything from the PGA, Zach? <laughs> it's got to win at some point. He, he's, so good, he's good enough to get you close, but he's not good enough to win. I just can't. Did you hear uh, the – I forget where I heard it, but during the uh, PGA they had said that over the last eight or so years he has documented every shot he's hit, every single round he's played, every shot. 
which is lunacy to me. But uh, I guess he's committed. He is. Um, listen, I saw you making notes yesterday after every after every iron shot. So don't act like you don't do it. I was just writing. I'm very proud that you didn't throw your club on that shot. So <laughs> I thought it was just, coming on number eleven. I thought it was coming on number eleven. <laughs> yeah, it's too much water around. I can't dive in to grab it. Um, Johnny. I know you're. I know. I know you feel the same way about Fitzpatrick as I do. So we don't really have to go into that. But uh, uh, let's talk about Cam Smith, at Johnny, at 22. Um, he hit the ball unbelievably at the PGA. Led this. Led the field in strokes gained tee to green. And if you hear about a Cam Smith, you're like, oh, I don't. I don't need to hear anything more. He's probably going to win because if he's hitting mm-hmm. the ball that good, we expect him to putt it that good. He did not the week of the PGA, um, but. Could he part, keep that going this week? Uh, it's a good number, 2,200. I don't think he's got much horse history, but he was the guy who stood out. Is you know He's crooked with the driver. He hits it long enough, but he's a little bit crooked. That's, that's not going to be uh, the worst thing, and I think he can get around off the tee here. And you know if he's hitting the ball, like you said, if he's hitting it good, especially with his irons, and he's got that good short game, I think these greens are going to be so good. I, I'm sure Southern Hills greens were were unbelievably good, but these ones I think are going to be. Um, I think these are a step better. I think these are going to be so good. So I do like that number at tw- uh, plus twenty two hundred. Um, he's going to be on my card. I think I'm going to I'm going to win bet him. Um, he he he's going to play tough golf course as well. And um, this is this is I'm looking forward to seeing how. Uh, how he plays. And this is one I, I want to see. Uh, I want to see him win. And I think he can. Um, I did. You guys are talking about Mark. I say, I was going to say that same thing when it came up. I think he even made an Instagram post a day or two ago about how bad he had putted. Um, watch out though, because that's what he did uh, this last, uh, um, last spring before he won at the concessions golf club. And then, you know, had that torrid, um, you know, summer there that, you know, he just has to, he's got to figure something out, whether it's, you know, changing the neck on his putter, you know, going to a mount, something he's going to, he's going to figure it out, but the ball striking's there. The putting is not to, to bet him at 18 to one, but uh, you know, he could still finish pretty high. So Morikawa, I don't like him to win this week, but you know, to finish up there, I, I wanted to bet Rory. I was hoping he was going to be closer to 15, 16 to one, but I don't know. He's kind of automatic here, though. I mean, I think you can, you know, you could bet him uh, plus one fifteen top ten, or if you had a, uh, if you play the, the the parlays where you, you know, top finishes, he would be a good one to get in there because he's kind of automatic at this place. I mean, this one fits him pretty well here. So, I don't like him to win. Like him to finish high. And then, yeah, Matthew Fitzpatrick. I'm going to bet him probably in another top ten. I did that at the PGA. Um, he, he's not winning. He's, he's just, he's not, he's not winning. Um, there's, there's a lot of other candidates out there, but, but you know, those are some names that I like. Um, uh, I can always say Hideki. I think, do we, did you mention, are we going uh, yeah, 30 yeah. and less? I mean, Hideki, you know, you know, I've, I've picked him. I, I picked him to win at Sony. Um, I, uh, thought he was going to win a few weeks ago there. So, you know, good ball striker, great course history. I think he's a former champion, isn't he? Yes, um, I know he's at least finished pretty high. So I mean, I'm I'm always I'm always in on him on this golf course. So I think there's some good options. There are some good options. Uh, I'll echo uh, Morikawa uh, at eighteen to one. So I'm with Zach on Morikawa. Uh, the the concession, of course, being a Nicholas Golf Course. Um, so he's won there, and he obviously won here when it was the workday in 2020. So I do think that matters some. I'm not normally a Cameron Smith guy. I don't know if I've ever really bet Cameron Smith to win. It would be it would be me going off the normal uh, page of what I would normally do if I bet him. But I, I do think there's an argument he plays well this week. And uh, same same goes with Hideki. I'm not a Hideki guy at all, but uh, the number is too good and the course history is too good. Everything sets up well for him to contend. Uh, I saw at least a top 10, but win at 2,800 is pretty, is pretty tasty. I think as well, uh, 30 to one to 50 to one, um, 
gotta gotta mention Zalatoris right here at plus three thousand. Sanjay at thirty five, Max at forty, Cam Young at forty, Horschel uh, also at forty. Mito uh, really followed up. I mean the PGA debacle with a really nice week last week. Uh, so shout out Mito forty five to one. Neiman at forty five. Keegan, Adam Scott at 50. Um, Zach, I assume you're not going to be touching Willie Z at 30. I'm not. Uh, in this field, the only person that I have written down uh, is Scott. I think, you know, obviously issues with driving, but with wider fairways and the guy who can strike the ball well, uh, second shots, I don't hate him. It's just, can he hit enough fairways uh, or, you know, the right fairway? Uh, so that, that's really my thing. I think that there's a little bit more value later on down the board, uh, if we're talking about, you know, wins. Uh, so the only person, this number that I saw is Scott and no, I won't be betting Zalatoris. I, I heard, yeah, I heard Scott's got a beautiful golf swing. So yeah, it's, it's excellent. Maybe the best <laughs> Johnny, what about you in that range? I wanted to bet Will Zalatoris, but I think, and I didn't say this earlier, I told you about it. This guy's a, he's a big game hunter, and I think he he's not going to win a lot, but he's going to win you know, a couple majors, and he's going to have that kind of not – he's going to be Brooks Kepka light, I think, uh, as far as his his win quality. So I I like how he's playing, and I think he's going to be trending to Brookline. So I might bet him in, in finishing high but not to win. I, I still – love cam cameron young um he i think he's gonna win at some point this year this field is really good but i don't think he's afraid of of these good fields i mean you know he he took second at riviera and he's had a lot of just great finishes and you know he contended in the uh in the in the pga and you know he hung in there i mean really you know it it wasn't it wasn't necessarily uh, due to like a final round collapse. I mean, he, he played good Saturday and Sunday. So I think, uh, I think he's got the game and 40 to one, he's starting to creep up there. The, the, the odds makers are starting to see kind of where his, where he's at there. So, you know, that's something there. Um, don't, I'm going to stay away from most everybody else. I am not going to bet Mito. I know I've bet him before. I think he's, at some point he's got to kind of come down to earth. He's going to be burnt out. I mean, he's, Play, he played great last week, and I didn't expect that. So I'm going to stay away from him. But th- those guys uh, are, are are the ones I'm really kind of targeting in this one. Yeah, I love Cam Young as well. I don't know if I love the number at 40, but doesn't doesn't phase me too much. I felt like he should have won the PGA. Uh, maybe it's because I had the 80 to one ticket on him, but I felt like he should have won that tournament. <laughs> I thought down the back nine he hit the most solid best shots and he just played a horrible hole on the uh i guess it was 15 or 16 where he made double but um i i trusted him the most and i yeah that guy that guy can just he's such a good ball striker um sounds i mean sounds like a broken record you know talking about him and Zalatoris, but those guys can just hit the hell out of the golf ball um I, I'm I'm kind of with you. Neiman is is somewhat interesting to me at 45 to one. As good as he's been playing this year, I think that's kind of a bargain. Um, I don't know if I would take it or not, but that's uh, he's he's been in the mix a lot of a lot of golf tournaments this year. I'm actually surprised you're not you're not on him, Johnny. But um, Neiman at 45. Uh, 60 to a hundred. Uh, we have guys like Davis Riley, who's been hot. Daniel Berger's falling all the way down to 60 here. Corey Connors is there. Uh, P Reed made an appearance, uh, ditched the PXG driver. Uh, we might have something might be onto something. So might need to watch. That's a developing situation. Uh, Zach was actually on him last week, uh, as far as best bets. So Good call, Zach. He's at 65. Uh, Zach's guy, Kuchar, at 75, who's played this golf course really as good as anyone the last 10, 15 years. Um, Palmer, uh, Chris Kirk, Jason Day is a member here at 8,000. Woodland, Siwoo, Abe Answer at 8,000. Those are the guys in that range. Zach, you you had maybe a guy in this range that you said you liked? Yeah, I mean, I was surprised to see Berger's name down at at 60 to one um again not playing well uh maybe not playing as well recently but you know 
these guys with all the potential in the world are, are literally just a tournament away from winning. So, you know, I think when you see them, you know, guys that you would normally see at 25 to one or so when you see them at this number, you know, it's not a bad idea to throw a little bit down on them. I do like Patrick Reed, um, you know, hit the ball better last week. T7, I believe, um, kind of always ride with him. Kucher's another name I had down. And then, and then day, you said all, all, the reasons for all of them. The one that that you didn't say was Bryson, and I know that he's coming off the injury and he's coming back and everything. But when you get Bryson at a hundred to one, yeah, it's kind of hard not to at least throw a little something, something down on that, you know, just in case. You'd hate to be the guy that 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 did not take that bet. So in that range, those are the guys that I like. It's a great point on on Bryson. I, I think I think you would be disappointed if you came Saturday morning he's like fourth and you're like why didn't I just do it um I'm, I hope he doesn't withdraw I'm I really want to see him in person this weekend so I hope he stays in the field I think he will um yeah it's a good number Johnny where are you at on Reed I'm gonna bet him I six sixty five hundred is is a pretty good number there and you know, it's a pretty low risk bet that you can place. Um, him showing showing life without a you know without a, a second tier driver in the bag. You know, and with his short game, and he played a tough golf course pretty well last week. I know he he missed a few putts, and and you know he, he grinded it out on Sunday and to finish top ten. But uh, you know, I, I think that's definitely something you know trending in this. This is the type of golf course that will uh, that that will fit him is you know with some big bigger fairways there that he can he can afford to hit driver and and if he's just a little bit off um, that number is is really really tempting so he'll he'll be on the card there I don't think I'm going to win bet Davis Riley I, I think he might have had his chance last week um, but he's had a lot of top tens and for a uh, for a rookie player. I, or a rookie PGA Tour player, I think he's first or second um, in top ten finishes this year. So yeah. I think he's racking them up. He was just a little bit afraid of the moment or didn't stand up to the moment there, like 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 Mito at the PGA. But you know, you learn from that, and and he'll be back. He's he's too good not to. Um, so I like those guys. Not not a huge fan of the rest of them. Um, but yes, since we are looking down at the hundred to one. How can you not just throw a you know a couple dollars on Bryson? I mean, just you just never know. I don't think that hand is is in any kind of condition. He's more he's got to be looking for the uh, the U.S. Open. But with that being said, you know it's it's healing every single day, and one of the days he's just going to let it go. And you know he's he's won here before, and like you said, take stock in that. These former champions are guys who played here before. So hundred to one, it's almost like. Why not? Because yeah, you're right. Why you wouldn't want to be there Sunday morning and when when he's you know plus four hundred or something like that. You know if he's in the top five or something like that. You know thinking shit, I should have bet you know bet that guy before the event started. Yeah, yeah, and you could even back it up with plus two thousand on the top five as insurance. I mean, if you if you just want to do that, that's uh, I mean. There was once upon a time he was like plus eight hundred to win the the Masters in twenty twenty. Yeah. So plus two thousand for a top five. He doesn't have to win. It's an amazing return. Uh, pass a hundred to one guys. Um, only one hundred and twenty man field. So it's it, there's not um, normally you know the depth of the field is is greater. Or is it? I'm sorry. Is that right? Might have some bad information. It's a it's a limited field. It's not a full one fifty six. It might be one twenty or it's usually one twenty when it's an invitational. But uh, I'm not sure. But anyways, the 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 caliber guys we're talking about here. I do see Harris English down here at eight uh, hundred uh, hundred eighty to mm-hmm. one. He must be back. I don't. I think this is his first event back. Um, the name that. Uh, uh, Stood out to me again with Sepstrak at 150 to one, but uh, 10 to one for a top 10. Um, I I think as far as just performance this year, Sepstrak is there. Um, I like my guy Bo. I think Bo Hostler is going to win a tournament sometime. 
I don't know if it's going to be this season, but he's continually put himself in position. It won't be this week because iron plays too critical. But uh, those are a couple guys that stood out to me. Anybody for you guys? Uh, for me, you already said Harris English. Uh, I was surprised to see him down there, but, you know, just coming back. And not a win bet at all, but a guy like Scott Stallings who hits the ball a mile and and played well last week. But, you know, you can get him 12, uh, 12 to 1 for, for a top 10. So, you know, really, I, I think this is going to come down to, you know, middle of the field and up. You're laughing, but that that's the best I <laughs> oh. have down there. No. Oh. It's not because of who you pointed out, <laughs> Johnny. No. Do you want to you want to tell the story there? Yeah. So we were talking about Phil and I Friday. We we bet uh, Sam Burns live when he was like at ninety to one, and we were we were texting back and forth, figuring out if we should if we should hedge with Scheffler, who wasn't who was terrible odds on Sunday afternoon, obviously, but he was, he was following, falling back into the plus. And I, I texted him and I said something like, uh, um, well, I'm, I'm worried about Scott Stallings. And what was your response? <laughs> it was something like, well, Scott's, or no, I think you said, Scott Stallings. <laughs> I think you said, do I we need to worry remember. about Scott Stallings here? And I said, I said, no, he's Scott Stallings for a reason. <laughs> that was it. Like, <laughs> Scott Stallings for a reason. Yes. It was just, <laughs> No offense. I mean, Scott. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. But no, I mean, he did play well. That was, that's that's not a that's not a bad pick. But the fact that you said he's not going to win was why we laughed because yeah, yeah, we, he's not going to. We win. decided that. So, yes. so a um, couple guys I, I like. I'm going to take a, a page out of the the uh, Phil Miller handbook here. Is is Luke List? Um, I think he could set up really well for this golf course here if he can make some putts. But I mean, great driver of the golf ball. I think he, you know, if he can keep it in play, no reason to believe he can't. But um, you know, he he's a good enough player to win at to win at Tory. So you know, he's I, I expect to see him have some success. Um, one hundred eighty one is 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 pretty crazy for a for a guy who's won earlier this year. I know there's there's not much form, so he he kind of deserves it. But guy who's proven he can win and does uh, does finish well. But you know he might be something that you bet in a, in a place fitting finishing that you feel comfortable with. And then Cam Davis, um, I think he's going to play well again this week. He he uh, he contended a little bit last week. You know last week, like I said, Colonial was playing really really tough. This course is going to play probably even tougher. We're probably I would imagine, and I hope we see single digit under par winner. So, you know, you know, him with his length and everything and, and uh, shouldn't be a problem getting around the golf course. And, and uh, when he, when he putts, well, he's, he's, he's a really good putter. He's a real streaky putter, but when he gets it going, you know, it's, it's, it's good stuff. So two guys I targeted, um, you know, there's some, these guys lower here. I don't, I don't love them. And I think I feel this is going to be someone up in the top that's going to end up winning this just because because of the quality of the golf course and the the field is just unbelievable. So I, I don't I don't like any win bets beyond here. Yep. So Heath at two hundred fifty to one, twenty to one for a top ten is is kind of enticing. Aaron Rye, he's down there in that range, been playing well. Real quick, uh, I want to I want to echo kind of or talk about what you you mentioned that we both live bet Sam Burns Friday morning. I did I was doing my and this is sort of the PSA for live betting and finding numbers. This was Friday morning. The leaderboard was super tight last Thursday. Um, guys that were five shots back were like in a hundredth, um, but they were still very much in the golf tournament. And so I was digging on FanDuel and that's where I saw Sam Burns five shots back at 90 to one before his round Friday. I was like, Oh my God. I saw Aaron Rye who was five shots back was 430 to one before his round Friday. I bet him. I didn't think he was going to win, but I, I was like, that's, that's, that's an insane number for a guy that's five shots back who has been playing really well. Um, so if you're into continuing following the live odds as the tournament goes, really, really dig. If you have multiple accounts, multiple sports books, you do bets, your bets on that's, it really does pay off. Um, 
I never thought the Burns 90 to one thing was going to come back to matter. And then there we are at the end of the day, Sunday. And, and it, it really paid off. It's one of the first times I can remember um, a number that long kind of working out, but uh, that's my, uh, that's my PSA for live betting and, and really digging and finding numbers if you have the time and ability to do so. All right, guys, Memorial. Is that, is that, uh, is that a wrap? That's all I have on yeah, Memorial. I, I uh, Go ahead, Johnny. I, I said, I said, yeah, that's, that's it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to another fun golf course. And I hope uh, you and the, you and the boys enjoy it at least. And you get out there for at least a few hours. Cause, and, and I'm actually quite jealous of all the elite talent that you're going to hopefully get to see on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Cause I mean, this field is, is so good on the top end of it. I mean, what, who's the only guys out? Scheffler, JT, and DJ, yeah, DJ's not there. But I mean, other than that, you get to see pretty much whoever you want to see. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I was joking with uh, Tim that yeah, I have all these guys, and I'll probably end up following Luke List for a couple holes or something uh, on Friday morning. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to getting there Friday morning before it gets you know busy on the weekend because I feel like that's that's when I might we might be able to follow a couple groups, um, you know, actually see them play a couple holes, and uh, you know, I'm sure with kids I'll have to you know find a spot in the grandstand or two and and get some rest. But um, I'm I'm really looking forward to Friday. Friday morning, getting there and, and actually following some guys uh, for, for some shots. So, all right, guys, appreciate you being here as always. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, I will look for you on TV. Absolutely. And we have two more podcasts this week. Uh, I am uh, previewing the NBA finals with Cullen and Colin, uh, which should come out Wednesday. And then uh, Tim and Mark Beneke and I will be doing the rewatch of one of the best golf movies ever, Tin Cup. And I can't wait for that as well. So uh, thanks for listening to your best bet. And we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.